1: Hi, howdy, and welcome to the MMA gambling podcast and the sports gambling podcast network. Episode 286. It's going to go out to my co-host's favorite promotion, Bellator, um, who always put on top-notch events and they're never—they're always publicized properly and never, <laughs> they never—they don't have squash matches on it. and It's not Mickey Mouse at all. And we're going to cover it today. So this goes out to you, Bellator. I am one of your hosts so that's going to help you help break down Bellator. I'm Jeff Chalks Fox. Thanks for coming to the show. Haven't said it for a while, but if you haven't already, make sure you like, or rate, subscribe, review, all that stuff. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars. If you're elsewhere, make sure you give us ratings, reviews, all that stuff. And make sure you listen to us on our dedicated feed, which is the uh, MMA Gambling Podcast feed. That way our numbers can go up and we can get more people underneath the tent that we have here. So, Because um, we want them to hear our quality Bellator breakdowns, which is going to be happening right now. Right here, after I bring in the man known as the Bellator guru of the show, uh, Daniel Gumbie. Hello. <laughs>
0: you know, you're you're crapping on Bellator, and and uh, first of all, I just want to go out of my way to say I really do appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing: they have a decent enough card this weekend. Um, yep. But I, I am going to I'm going to complain for a moment, and then we'll just get to to talking about it. Here's the thing I don't understand about Bellator. Is they've got fighters who we've heard of and we know of and who are good at fighting, and <laughs> yes, that helps. and they they'll have they'll have opponents fall off, and like a perfectly good fighter ready to fight them on that same card, and they'll not make that fight, uh, and instead will fill it with something else. So like Neiman Gracie was supposed to fight. Michael Lombardo, who's, I mean, I think he was still going to beat Michael Lombardo, but it's at least an interesting enough fight. Michael Lombardo dropped off, and Lorenz Larkin is on the cart. Neiman Gracie could fight Lorenz Larkin, and instead, they're going to give Lorenz Larkin this, like, barely known Russian guy who, hey, maybe we'll beat him at the end of the day, and Neiman Gracie is going to fight, like, a 9 and 4 dude who I've never heard of instead. So you're going to get like two fights that you don't care about instead of one you do and one you don't. And that's the shit that I just, man, sometimes they make weird choices. That and I got to say another super weird choice. Both of those guys, Lorenz Larkin and Neiman Gracie, who I both think of as like, you know, decent enough fighters, uh, are going to be on the prelims. Whereas Saba Homasi and Brendan Ward are going to be on the main card. And Brendan Ward is like, first of all, he he's fought twice, re, you know, he fought twice in the last year, but had go- been gone for five years and he fought like schmucks in his return. Like he fought Brandon Bell, who was 10 and 10 at the time of the fight. He fought Cassius Kane, who was like barely over 500. Like, I don't understand how that's the third to the top fight on this card. It just seems like a weird ass move.
1: Because Bellator is going to Bellator, Dan. They Bellator that, the
0: so right. much.
1: Yes, all they do is Bellator. All they do. Hopefully, they're not listening to this uh, podcast. But, so.
0: <laughs> Maybe we won't tag
1: them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we won't tag him here. But and this is on uh, CBS as well, Dan. This is uh on, on the big TV. So
0: so make sure you highlight that Homasi fight.
1: <laughs> yep. No. Yeah. It's they they do interesting orders of fights. They do. Yeah. A person can be. They'll have like a person fight for the title, and then they'll be like on the prelims and like one of the opening fights the next time they fight it's very strange yeah and and, and by the way i'm not like
0: throwing shade at Sabah because he's like he's a fine enough fighter but this is a guy who like went 0 three in the ufc with three straight knockout losses and like didn't make the ultimate fighter like he, he got knocked out in the fight to get in the house for the, the ultimate fight like he's just not like he's not the best bellator has
1: <laughs> yep it is true all right i'm going to tell you about one of the best out there, the best out there, WinBet. And then we will give you some picks for Bellacroft after we've cropped all over it. WinBet is the official <laughs> online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Plus, the NFL playoffs are here, if you have not heard yet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long-shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. If you're betting on Bellator, you may have a gambling problem. All right, <laughs> let's move on. Hopefully, uh, people are betting on it because we're going to break it down. Bellator 290, beta Bader. Versus Emilianenko, too. This can't be the same Emilianenko I used to watch, can it? it can't I mean, he's,
0: he's definitely not the same anymore. But
1: <laughs> no. So, all right. Saturday. Saturday, 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 6 p.m. Eastern is the start time uh, for the prelims, which are on YouTube. And then the main card is in the States is on CBS, which starts at 9 p.m. according to their poster. But, you know, this is Bellator after all. It's going down in the Kia Forum in Inglewood. California. 14 fights in a cage. And what are we going to start with? We're going to start with uh, a male fight. Um, (laughs) And it is on the prelims. And it is a heavyweight, big heavyweight banger of a fight. Steve Mowry versus Ali Izaev. And I'm going to tell you about who I'm going to tell you about first, Dan. I'm going to tell you about Mowry first. He is 10 0 with one no contest, four knockouts, six submissions. So he finishes everyone. 6-0 with one no contest in Bellator. His last fight was a no contest due to an eye poke. Was he the poker or the pokey? Pokey, if I remember right. Okay. He's also a pro grappler. He's nine years younger than Izayev. Five inches taller, but only one inch of reach advantage on him. Plus 127. Izaev nine and oh with four knockouts this is his bellator debut he went five and oh in pfl and was their champion in 20 uh, do you remember when 2019 19 yeah i think it was the first pfl right and he's not fought again since uh december 2019 he's been out of action uh for over two years now uh, his last two fights ended with him tko and his opponent he also is a wrestling champion minus 157
0: I uh, yeah, I think that layoff was largely like inability to get into the states, um, you know, between pandemic and all kinds of other stuff that might be happening uh, with Russia. And so he he was scheduled to fight a whole bunch of people in those different PFL seasons, and he wound up falling out of them. So he was scheduled for both 2021 and 2022 um, and like, you can see in P in the, in his tapology page, like Spolz fight, Henan Faria and Clinton Abreu and Jamel Jones, and just none of those fights happened. So I think eventually PFL gave up on him and let him head off somewhere else. And he actually landed in a good spot here. You know, like there's, uh, a relative opening in PFL or in, uh, Bellator's heavyweight division where th- there's not a lot going on there, uh, is in terms of you know, depth, they've got some people, but not too many. And and right away, they give him maybe their hottest prospect in Steve Maori. As you mentioned, Maori really good at jujitsu. He's very tall, which is an advantage he's got over a lot of people. But as you mentioned, he doesn't have much of a reach advantage here. And the other disappointing thing, I think, in this fight for him, because I want to like Maori, I want him to succeed so bad. But like Isaev is a really good wrestler. Like he comes from a freestyle wrestling background. And we saw him put it on Jared Rochal. Now, granted, again, that's like three and a half, four years ago at this point. Like, he, he's maybe not the same guy anymore. He's pushing 40. Uh, but I still think it's, like, enough for him to be able to handle what Maori's going to give him on the ground. And then on the feet, again, I, I like Maori. He can be violent. Sometimes he throws those knees. And that, that, that's not bad either. But again, just, like, a lot of power from Isaiah, or at least the last time we saw him. And he's, like, for a... I don't know if I want to call him a chunky guy. He's kind of a chunky guy. He uh, He's surprisingly nimble. He, like, moves really quick. Um He, he knocked out Dennis Galtz off. You know, I'm seeing him hit a spinning wheel kick for a KO, which is crazy out of a dude who looks like him. Um You know, he, he crowned and pounded Jared Rochal, which is like, you know, I, I, I know Jared Rochal, maybe not the most decorated of guys, but he was a good wrestler. So uh, ultimately, I, I think we just got to go chalk here, and I'll take you as I have.
1: All right. Is I have is the pick. I was thinking you were you were going dog here, but no, we're going. I really I
0: have, did think about it, but like yeah. I just think, you know, like he, I want to like Maori because his game is so fun in that he's like both really tall. Like I love people who are like either way too tall for their weight class or way too short for their weight class. Like he, he fits that bill. And in addition to that, like who doesn't love a big heavyweight who's damn good at jujitsu? I just don't know that he's going to be in any position to use any of that.
1: Okay, dokie. There you go. A good breakdown from Gumby. Uh, we're moving up the prelims, but down a weight class. Grant Neal versus Carl Abrexen, And this is at light heavyweight. Uh, Abrexen King. Ibrexson, 13-4, six knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. Two and two in Bellator. However, he's gone four and one over his last five fights. However, again, he did lose his last fight via submission. 2012, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. He's got two inches reach on... Neil and he's three inches taller than him, plus one twenty-six. Grant, the truth, Neil, is seven and one with one knockout, three submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Six and one in Bellator. He did win his last fight. He's two years younger than a Brexton, minus one fifty-six. You have negative one fifty-six for Grant Neil. Oh, here we go. We're gonna check the odds. I was I was expecting this, Dan. I should have updated this. Yeah, up you should have updated, it, homie. <laughs> All right, let's update the odds. All right, for the first fight, what did I give you? You, you thought, gave me
0: 157.
1: I still see it at 157 for Isaiav. Okay. Isav, yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it to you at minus 150. How about even better, Dan? Okay. Are Are you again? Oh, for for Isayev, you mean. Yes, Isaiav. Yes. will give you. Okay. that. Okay. For okay, the we'll next fight, that with no negative 150. Next fight, I will give you. Oh, it has switched, hasn't it, Neil? Shh. Plus 105. Yeah, so this is why I was mad that you you yeah. were quoting me at that big negative number. And the Brexin yeah. minus 125. It has yeah. flipped since uh, I did this breakdown yesterday, so it's flipped very quickly. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll, so, I'll update the rest of the odds while you talk.
0: And I, I mentioned to you guys on a previous episode sort of the reason that happens. There's a couple of books that post the odds early with really low uh, maximum bets. And this is one of those instances where that book was there to find out where the money was coming in on, And it actually came in on Albertson. Um, and you might guess based on the fact that I made Jeff go back and check those odds. I'm on Grant Neal. I think the odds were right where they were to start. And now that they flip flopped and you can get Grant Neal at dog price, I think you should pull the trigger right away. Cause I don't know that it will stay there. Um, because if you look at their most recent fights, it's kind of crazy stylistically that they would think, that Grant Neal couldn't win this fight or shouldn't win this fight. Like go back and look at his fights. He fought Tyree fortune who is a, a damn good wrestler, right? Like Tyree fortune can mix it up on the ground and he absolutely dominated him. He took him down and he submitted him. He fought Christian Edwards who granted a little bit less of a good wrestler, but like a fun striker took him down a bunch of times. His only loss is a split decision to Alex Polizzi and Alex Polizzi exceptional grappler. Uh, he He pulled off a, Um, I think it was a half guard heel hook in LFA for their title one time. Like, please, he's legit. So, like, I think I think Grant Neal is a pretty damn good wrestler, and he's wicked good when it's on the ground. And then you look at Albertson; he's coming off of being choked out by Carl Moore. So, like, first of all, that's got to worry you a lot. And if you go back and look at some of the other people he's lost to there are people who can wrestle, right? Like he lost to Phil Davis who, who took him down and, and ground and pounded him from back mount. He looked at, he lost to Valadine Moldanovsky, who again, just used his grappling. He also got knocked out by Yuri Prohashka, but that's a very different animal, but like most of his losses are getting outworked by good grapplers. So yeah, like, of course I think Grant Neal could do exactly that. And the fact that he's posting as an underdog right now, man, dude, I I think that that's just a wonderful
1: bonus. A wonderful bonus. And you're, the mass hole inside you slipped out there and you said wicked in, in your yeah, you know, down,
0: it's, which is good. It can come out once in a while.
1: It, it does sneak out once in a while. All right. It's, so, wick, it's a wicked good Bellator card. It is. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I heard. Um, why am I blanking on his name? John Anik said wicked the other day too. He's yeah. Even, he, he's a mass hole too. He, he slips into it once in a while. <laughs> All right. We're going to slip into another prelim fight. How's that for a transition? We're going to women's flyweight. Diana. Absolutely as sarah gova av versus alejandra lara the woman who likes to write uh protest things all over her bodies at weigh-ins right was it her that did that oh yeah, it, was, it was yeah like, I, like rainforest I, stuff and,
0: but I yeah, mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Good I, i'm positive. sorry i thought you were talking about the one at pfl who who wrote uh was it, was it the one at P or uh no it was invicta that wrote f disney on, on oh really her, <laughs> yeah she also put like she just put like duct tape over her nipples and weighed yeah. in without a shirt on, and then wrote "f Disney" on her chest. <laughs> Fantastic.
1: <laughs> That's the sport. That's the sport we're into here. All right, we're gonna talk about Laura first. Azul is a nickname. I'm not sure. I looked that up. Azul. Azul, Azul means blue in Spanish. Oh right. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She is nine and six. Four knockouts. Three submissions. She's been submitted one time. The only time she has been stopped. Hopefully she did not turn blue with that submission. Ha ha ha. Three and five in Bellator she's lost three straight fights she's not uh won a fight since december of 2019 she has missed weight in the past she used to fight up or at least for one fight she fought up at bantamweight 2011 she's been a pro MMA fighter since she's got inch height four inches of reach on afsera 100 so even money for afsera gova pantera another fan of the uh texas speed metal band pantera or Thrash think, Metal Band. You think that's it? I totally think it, that's it.
0: It actually might be it for her because a lot of the other Panteras we know uh are of uh you know like Hispanic descent or yep. you know like Mexican fighters, like you know, obviously Yair Rodriguez is the one that comes to mind. Yeah. Or uh what is it, Jocelyn Edwards is La Pantera too? Yep. And like then it makes sense to you, Spanish, but she's She's Russian, so maybe maybe she is in
1: the band. Metal is big all over the world, so you, you never do know. All right, um, she's five and zero, regardless of where the nickname came from, with one knockout, one submission, three and zero in Bellator. He used to fight up at Bantamweight as well. Four years younger than Lara, minus one twenty-five. Over to you. What did you say was the number for Lara? Just because I'm keeping my own. Minus too. 125 and plus 100. Plus 100 for Lara. Plus I just 100. updated and got you the best number I could find.
0: I like that. So I'm going to take Lara here, believe it or not. Um, A, a lot I of people. Yeah, a lot of people have been all over of Saragova since she was. You know she's like kind of this like fun prospect that Bellator seems to be bringing up the way that they want to. Like if you look at her record, so she's she's pretty much only um, fought for Bellator for the last couple of years, and she got a one and two fighter out of the gate. She got a two and two fighter who she only beat by split decision the next time, and then she got Kyra Batara. And like <sighs> Kyra Batara is like she's not terrible. Um, But her record's quite padded in its own right. And she's mostly just like a grappler. Like she's, she's not much of a MMA fighter. So like even though her, her record, you know, she does have 10 or 11 fights or something like that. So I, I think that Bellator is bringing her up slow. And Lara, I mean, is a logical next slow step, right? She's nine and six. But I think she's just kind of like stepped into something a little bit too difficult. Like Lara... Despite the fact that she's lost three in a row, if you look at the type of people she's lost to those three in a row, they're people who I feel like can, like, muscle her around and body her. And really, like, all of her losses are. Like, she lost to Lima Leigh McFarlane. She's lost to Juliana Vazquez. You know, like, two champions there. Kana Watanabe, like, she lost to by split decision. Again, very physical fighter. Deanna Bennett, who is extremely physical. And then Yara Joanne, who, you know, like, I, I think is just, like, maybe maybe less can body her in more just like is a crafty like pitbull Um, But at the end of the day, like I think she just keeps running into people who can body her up. I don't know that that's true here of the I think Asargova is just like primed for a prospect loss here because while she can like, she can put decent combinations together. She's like a fun enough kickboxer. I think if you just like crowd her and put her against the cage and kind of like make her work that way and our, Proficient enough in what you're doing In the clinch I think she's going To have trouble and we've never really seen Anybody give her trouble with that because She's never really fought anybody Um, And I think Lara is finally The one to do that so I'm going to go Dog again here slight dog here I'm going to go with Lara
1: All right, make sure you get in on these As soon as you can because these are flippy Floppy lines and they're
0: I actually mm. I I actually will say this about this one You might want to wait on Lara Because people love this of Saragova, Chick like, they, they think she's, like, the next big thing. In, you apparently uh,
1: don't, though. You're the I, I mean, like,
0: yeah. I, well, yeah, I didn't mean that derogatorily. And somebody will clip that out and make me sound like a huge asshole. But like, they, they do really like her. Like, it, it seems like Bellator wants her to be the future because she's, like, young. She's Russian. You know, like, people find her attractive. Like, that that's that's the trifecta, right, of, of what could be marketed with Bellator because they do like marketing to the Russian crowd, too, in – I think th- there's definitely potential there and the way they're bringing her up is right. I just think like at a certain point you either get to somebody who's going to beat you and give you that prospect loss, or they move you up so slow. So I, I think this is just the, she biting off more than she can choose step.
1: All right. We shall see. We're going to jump right up to the co-main event. We got two title fights topping off this Bellator card. So it's a stellar card, obviously a uh, Bellator MMA middleweight championship, Johnny Eblin. Eblin versus Anatoly Tokov. Five rounds, five minutes each round for the 185 pound crown, aka middleweight. We'll tell you about the challenger first Tokov, 31 and 2, 17 knockouts, seven submissions. He's been knocked out one time, the only time he's been stopped in 33 fights. 7 and 0 in Bellator. He won his last fight via TKO. He was a regional champion, he used to fight at heavyweight and light heavyweight. 2009 was his pro MMA debut. He's a plus 135. Ab- Ablin, the human cheat code is the nickname. He's also 12, and, uh, not also. I was going to say they're both undefeated, but no. Uh, Tokov is not. Uh, Ablin is. He's 12 and 0. Five knockouts, one submission. Eight and 0 in Bellator and their champion. This is his first defense of the title. He beat Gegard Musasi for the belt uh, last fight. He's a year younger than Tok- Tokov. Four inches taller. Inch of reach on him. Minus 155.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go Johnny Eblin here. Uh, I think Johnny Eblin. Uh, I really believe in this dude's wrestling. You you don't go out and do what you did to Gegard Mousasi because I mean he's coming off of a win over Gegard Mousasi. Like that that should be enough to tell you that I have real faith in him as a champ. You don't do that to Gegard Mousasi without having incredible wrestling game. And in addition to that. He, and I know this name doesn't hold as much weight but like he did a similar thing to John Salter um and it's not easy to do that to John Sal- John Salter really sharp on the ground really good jujitsu. had pretty much only been outclassed on the ground by Gegard Musasi, had easily taken down and submitted Chidi Njikawani and, and like turn it around and Johnny Evelyn tools him on the ground so like He's just got the ground game that I think is good enough. And if you look at Anatoly Tolkov, too, like his that last loss, like you said, it's been a while since he's lost. But the loss was an M1 to Ramazan Amyev before they hired him. And in same thing, like Amiev just like was better at wrestling. And since then, he's not really fought anybody I would call a wrestler. Um you know, I guess maybe Gerald Harris Gerald Harris wrestles a little bit. Um, and he caught him in a choke on the way in, but like A couple of his wins in Bellator are just like reacting to takedowns and hitting guillotines or hitting front chokes or something like that. If that's a real game plan, like you're just going to wind up on your ass against Johnny Evelyn. And I also just think Evelyn here has a huge cardio advantage. This is guy who wrestled at the university of Minnesota or uh, Missouri, not Minnesota, Missouri. Um, He wrestled at the university of Missouri high level wrestling program. He has that crazy D one college cardio. I just don't think that Tokov is going to be able to keep up with Evelyn. And the thing about Evelyn too, he fights really safe. It might not be the most exciting thing to watch uh, from time to time, but he fights in a way where he's going to make sure you don't submit him. So, uh, yeah, I like Johnny Eblin here.
1: Will the main event be exciting? We shall see. It'll be sloppy. It'll probably the main be event? Yeah, we're moving to the main event. You phew. said exciting, so I'm transitioning with an exciting, uh, it, perhaps an exciting main event, a sloppy main event, probably exciting. Uh, it's for the Bellator MMA Heavyweight Championship of the World. Ryan Bader versus Fidior Emelianenko. Uh, I will tell you about Emelianenko first. The Last Emperor, 40 and 6 with 1 no contest. 16 knockouts, 15 submissions. He's been knocked out five times, submitted once. So he's been finished in all of his losses. 4 and 2 in Bellator. However, he's won two straight fights, both via knockout or TKO. has not fought since October 2021. So it's been quite a layoff again. He is not lost a fight since January 2019. That helps when you sit out for a few years. That loss was a TKO loss to Ryan Bader. <laughs> Ryan <the> Bader. <laughs> man, yep. The man who he is fighting right now uh, or on Saturday. He's won. He went one to three in strike 14 0 in Pride and was their champion. Uh, 2000 was his prom May debut. He also is a, I put Samba champion, which is uh, something totally different. Um, he, yeah. He, I don't, oh, I yeah, don't was, I've yes. never
0: seen him do Samba, Yeah, but he, I have does, seen yeah, him I've do Samba.
1: he's a Sambo (laughs) champion and a judo champion. And he's at plus 200, if you're interested in that. His numbers come way down, by the way. It was like double that when I did this last night. Uh, Darth Bader, the champion, 30 and seven with one no contest, 12 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out five times, submitted twice, eight and two with one no contest in Bellator. He is their current champion. Uh, He's successfully defended the heavyweight crown two times. This will be his third defense of it. He also used to be the lightweight champ at light heavyweight, lightweight. That would be quite a quite a feat. Uh, light heavyweight champion. So he was the uh, at the same time. So he was the double champ, champ, champ in Bellator. Um, basically, predominantly the starting of his career was at light heavyweight, but now he's um, now that he lost that belt, he's a heavyweight. Uh, he's won two straight fights, three of his last four. He went 15 and five in the UFC. He also went three and all in the Ultimate Fighter and was the champion of the season he was on. He's been pro MMA fighting, pro UFC. Uh, since 2007, that was his prom a debut. Um, he is, was a wrestling champ in college, seven years younger than naco two inches taller, minus 250.
0: Yeah. I, I know the number is big, but I'm still going to take Ryan Bader here. Uh, you know, I, if, dude, if you go back and you look at Fedor's, uh, you know, w- we can run his record all the way back to let, let's give him seven years. Uh, in the last seven years, he's five and two. Uh, and the wins come over Tim Johnson, washed up heavyweight from the UFC. Quinton Jackson, washed up former light heavyweight, current big fat guy from the UFC. Shale Sunnen, Frank Mir, and Fabio Maldonado. So, like, he's only fought and lost to washed out UFC dudes And, or, you know, beat washed out UFC dudes and he's lost to Matt Mitrione and Ryan Bader. So like in the last seven years, he's only fought like UFC vets or past this prime. And he's still only five and two in those seven. And like, I I would say this, if you're looking for an angle to bet this fight, first of all, get some money on Ryan Bader. That's probably the safest play. And then hedge your bet with a first round Fedor Emelianenko knockout. I have no idea, you know, what books have props on it and what those props will look like. But, like, if you can find a a first round knockout prop for Fedor, that's the only way he's winning this fight. Because, you know, while he back in the day was the type of guy who could get beat up for all that time and then surprise you with an armbar late or surprise you with a late finish or, you know, I got the, you know, sadly, the thing that sticks in my head is that Andre Orlovsky fight. Although I think that one was only one round, too. He got like the snot kicked out of him. He he's not going to win outside the first round uh, as this fight goes on. Bader's just going to have more and more success with the takedown. So take Bader as your pick and then just like hedge yourself here with a Fedor first round knockout. That's if you want to, you know, like sort of cover yourself because like, I don't know. I, I think the reason Fedor's number keeps coming down is people want to believe that he's got one more left in the tank and it'd kind of be beautiful if he did, but I, I don't know. I, I just don't see him hitting and knocking out Bader you know because Bader knows that's what he's got. He's got that one punch and apart from that he doesn't have anything else left at this stage and it's great. He doesn't have the takedown defense. He doesn't seem to have submissions even really anymore on his side. So, yeah, get give me Bader here and uh you know, maybe wait for that number to come down more too.
1: All right. There you go. Uh, so Bader is not a washed out former UFC guy like all the other <laughs> people that Bader beat. I mean, he's still occasionally winning, is he not? <laughs> yes so is fader though but yeah this is uh yeah interesting uh, matchup to say the least all right so we got gumby's got bader eblin so he has both champs uh retaining their titles laura as the even money dog as we're as we're recording this uh neil as a little more than even money dog um and is i have as a favorite correct
0: That sounds good to me.
1: All right. So that is once again Bellator in your ear holes. We'll be back. UFC is back this week. So we will be back with UFC episodes on Wednesday and Thursday. Prelims Wednesday, main card on Thursday. Until then, make sure you get in the Discord and chat with us and uh, everyone else in there. No matter what you want to talk about, there's a channel in there for you. slash Discord um you can get us on twitter as gp and mma gumby runs that account for us he's at gumby vreeland i'm at jeff fox writer he's got a podcast called the top turtle mma podcast you should listen to you're required to listen to every week where he (laughs) interviews interviews fighters and makes picks and all that fun stuff uh you're also required to subscribe and read to my Substack, .substack MoneyMMA.substack.com, and you must also go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com. make it your home page and read everything that goes onto the site there right that sounds good to me. Yeah. Do all sure. of those things. Do all of those things. You are, uh, I command you. And Gumby will bid you farewell now. I'm Danny Gibby
0: Freeland. He's the last emperor, Jeff Fox. And we will see you on Wednesday.